You are listening to The Wonder Podcast. My name is Lisa Clark, and I'm joined here each episode with my co-host, Chrissy Dunham. And we just want to say thanks for tuning in. Have you ever wondered what the Bible has to say about worry and fear? Have you ever wondered how to decorate an odd-shaped room? Have you ever wondered how to make a quiche with a sweet potato crust? Well, you're in the right place because we talk about all the things. If we don't know the answers to some of life's biggest, most wonderful questions, the guests we have on certainly will. So thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Wonder Podcast. I know I don't have to tell you that Christmas is coming, and fast. And depending on where you are in your parenting journey, this can be an exciting thing, an overwhelming thing, or both. But here's the deal. Christmas time doesn't have to be an exhausting survival mode time of year. It can be a season of renewal as we anticipate the birth and celebration of Jesus Christ. It's for this very reason that Christian Parenting created a brand new resource for parents like you. It's the Read, Ask, Go interactive Advent devotional for the whole family, and we would love to put one in your hands today. It's created to be used every day from December 1st through December 25th. The Read, Ask, Go devotional experience gives you and your family dedicated time every day this Advent season to read the scripture, ask some questions, and go serve your family, neighbors, and the world. If you're looking for a way to push the easy button on a meaningful spiritual resource for your family this Advent, this is it. So grab your copy of the Read, Ask, Go devotional experience before they're gone. Just visit ChristianParentingAdvent.org to get your copy today. That's ChristianParentingAdvent.org. Welcome to the Wonder Podcast. We are so excited that you have chosen to join us today as we continue our journey through 2 Peter. Today, Lisa and I will be discussing chapter three. My name is Chrissy Dunham, and I am the co-host of the Wonder Podcast along with my friend and ministry partner, Lisa Clark. Lisa, what's new this day? (laughs) Well, we are just wrapping up Thanksgiving and moving into Christmas, aren't we? This is exciting. It's here. We are here. It is here. We're hearing those jingle bells and we are doing this thing. So it's, it's a great time of year, isn't it? It is. It's just my favorite and especially after the last couple of years. It's just, this is going to be special. This is going to be really good. And I'm excited for the foods, the smells, the just gatherings and all the things that happen during this time of year. It's just so, so fun. So let's talk about chapter three. Why don't you read In the Nutshell? Is that what it's called? In the Nutshell or The Nutshell? In a Nutshell. In a Nutshell. In a Nutshell. Despite the confusion that exists today, be assured that the Lord is still in control. He has promised in the past that he will return and he will keep that promise. So don't despair and don't give up living lives that honor the Lord. Many people will continue to attempt to detour you from the path that you are on. Resist them, but never stop loving them and others. That will be the case as you continue to grow in your appreciation of the grace of our Lord and Savior. Jesus Christ. That's a good one, isn't it? Good. Needed that word. And we will read first 
Let's see, 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 1 through 9. Beloved, I now write to you this second epistle, in both of which I stir up your pure minds by way of reminder, that you may be mindful of the words which were spoken before the holy prophets and of the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior. Knowing this first, that scoffers will come in the last days, walking according to their own lusts, and saying, Where is this promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. For this they will willfully forget, that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of water and in the water, by which the world that then existed perished, being flooded with water. But the heavens and the earth, which are now preserved by the same word, are reserved for fire until the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But beloved, do not forget this one thing, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but as long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Those are some jam-packed scripture, aren't they, Chrissy? Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's so yes. good here as Peter tries to keep us focused on the truth of his word, the prophet's words and the apostles' words. We in the Old Testament we have the prophets just proclaiming the good news that God has for us. And then in the scripture in the New Testament, it's the apostles, those who walked with Jesus, those who were changed by Jesus. And he, they're saying here that Every day that Jesus tarries, there's going to be scoffers. When's he coming? Oh, you say he's coming back. Well, he hadn't come back yet. These are the scoffers that are just throwing it in the face of the believers who are saying, Jesus is returning. returning. That is the hope we have in him. They're like, things are the same. It's just same as yesterday. Same today. Nothing's changed. He doesn't plan on coming back. You're crazy. God is, he's saying, Peter's saying here that God has been at work. And he's still at work and he's doing big things just like he did big things in the past. He's still working it out on behalf of us to bring him back to him. And it's interesting. It was interesting to me as I was reading that the same ones who are scoffing are the ones who he's tearing for. That's right. Isn't that interesting? He loves (laughs) them so much. Yes. You're saying he hasn't come back yet and he's waiting on you. He's waiting on you. God's ways in verse eight, God's ways are higher. We don't understand. He's not slack in verse nine. He's not slack. He wants us all saved. That's right. Believe, repent and be saved. So what are we to do in the meantime? We're supposed to love people even when they're wrong, when they're not living for Christ, when they're scoffing, when they're making fun of us, love them because we can be a conduit in bringing them to Christ. It's just a great reminder, isn't it? Yes, it is a good reminder. And you have to wonder what the people were thinking of the people that had died before in verse four, where is his coming that he promised ever since our ancestors fell asleep, all things continue as they have since the beginning of creation. And I'm sure that's what people are thinking today. The ones that know a little bit about the Bible are like, my gosh, people are talking about this coming back thousands and thousands of years ago. And you're still talking about it. Right. Like it's not happening. People move on. 
And we know it's going to happen because we know that the only truth is found in the word of God. So I'm sure this church that people were making fun of them and things that they were saying, and then they started second guessing themselves. Well, my gosh, maybe they are right. You know, and so I love the reminder in verse eight that his days aren't anything like ours. You know, that his day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like one day. And that don't bank on the way we live. God can do anything he wants to do, anything. And so the reason he is tearing, because we have work to do and we are placed in this generation and in this time slot to get his word out, just like Peter was placed in the the time he was to get the word out. Well, we still have a job to do. So until he calls us home, which means we've completed the task that he's given us, we need to stay the course. We need to walk the road. We need to be confident in our words and telling people this deal is happening. There is a heaven. There is a hell. And one day he's coming back. And wouldn't you rather err on the side of you know, I'd rather err on this side than the other side. Yes. So it just, it's hard for me to understand. And I'm thankful that his time is very different from ours because I would have no patience at this point with the way the world looks and the choices people are making and the things people say. I would, I'd be sick of it by now. Yeah. But we were created for now. Yes. We were created for right now to be believers in this world right now, we know what our job is to do right now. It could be thousands of years more before he, he returns. Right. We don't know. And so we are created for such a time as this. I was reminded of that this morning in my reading. We were created for such a time as this. So we have a job to do in this very short little window. It's like the, the uh, Francis Chan illustration with the rope and then the little bit of piece of tape and the dot yeah. in the middle. You know, that's you, that dot is you, (laughs) you know, in this big, long, grand scheme of things. Are you following hard after Christ, loving other people now? That's 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 all we can do. So it's good, good stuff. I love it. All right. I am going to read verses 10 through 13. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. On that day, the heavens will pass away with a loud noise. The elements will burn and be dissolved, and the earth and the works on it will be disclosed. Since all these things are to be dissolved in this way, it is clear what sort of people you should be in holy conduct and godliness. As you wait for the day of God and hasten its coming, because of that day, the heavens will be dissolved with fire and the elements will melt with heat. But based on his promise, we wait for new heavens and a new earth where righteousness dwells. So back in the day when I was growing up, there was a whole movie series called A Thief in the Night. And I remember sitting in the That was before my time. No, it wasn't. We were sitting. No, it wasn't, Lisa. We're the same age. (laughs) We were sitting in the auditorium and they show this movie and these women are outside and one's taken and one's left behind. There's a plane flying and one pilot's gone. The other one remains. And it just shows the world in total, total chaos. Mm -hmm. Just chaos. So all the movies that you've watched about future things and the, you know, the 
asteroid that's coming to destroy the earth and how everything catches on fire and all of that. I don't know what it's going to look like, but he is going to come like a thief in the night. We have no idea what it's going to look like. It says the heavens will pass away with a loud noise. No Mm. one will miss it. Not a soul, not one person. They will see it. They'll experience it. And, you know, we're not going to get into all the things that will happen at the end times, but I want you to know that things are getting ready to get crazy. And I love how he uses the words, since all these things are to be dissolved in this way, it is clear what sort of people you should be in holy conduct and godliness as you wait for the day of God and hasten its coming. So in other words, don't be so worried about what all's going to happen. I need you to stay focused and be clear. It's clear what sort of people you need to be. You need to be in holy conduct. You need to be holy. You need to be separated. You need to be set apart, look different, talk different, walk different. Your life should look different and in godliness so that when people see you, when they hear your name, when you are referenced in a conversation, all they think of is, that's a Jesus girl. That lady belongs to the Lord. There's something different about her, the way she holds herself, the way she talks, the way she's always praying, the way she's always talking about this Jesus. Don't you want to be that person? He's saying it is clear. It is clear who you are to be. You are to be a person of holy conduct. I Love that because everything is going to go away. You've got to be ready. You've got to be living this holy life and this godly life. And you need to be telling as many people as you can because he is coming. And I have no idea when that he is. And we need to be ready. Just like that movie that is like burned in my mind. Well, I think that movie really was before my time because I've never heard of it in a day in my life. So oh, I, was my must, I must have been just a, a mere tot when that movie came out. Who knows? But, I don't know um, how old I was. Oh, so it's, it reminds me of the song, People Get Ready, Jesus right. is Coming. So verse 10, Thief in the Night. Listen, just like you said, instead of worrying about when he's coming, we need to be worried about what we're doing exactly. when he comes. Okay, so we have a part in this. And I don't know if I've ever notice that scripture, but we could speed the day of his coming by living lives for Christ and seeing others follow after him. Yes. So he's tearing right now so that none would perish. We have a part in that. If we got really on fire for Jesus and people just started coming to Christ like the New Testament church, he could come back sooner. We have a part in this and it's pretty exciting. So our, our marching orders are to live holy and godly lives. Okay, so let's finish chapter three here, and I will read 14 through 18. Therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things, be diligent to be found by him in peace without spot and blameless. And consider that the long suffering of our Lord is salvation, as also our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom given to him, has written to you, as also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to understand, which untaught and unstable people twist to their own destruction, as they do also the rest of the scriptures. 
You therefore, beloved, since you know this beforehand, beware, lest you also fall from your own steadfastness, being led away with the error of the wicked. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and forever. Amen. So Peter is finishing up this second letter to the church with just some more reminders. Be steadfast. Don't be passive agents in God's character. You know who God is. Be steadfast, living holy because he is holy. Let's make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with him. This doesn't mean we're going to live perfect lives this side of heaven. We're not. Only Jesus lived a perfect life. But we'll be driven to make choices that reflect Christ. If we have this mentality and this mind of Christ, which we find in his word, and this heart for Christ, if this is our chief aim, our, our one desire is to please the Lord, then that will our choices will please the Lord. Be on guard. Don't fall for false teachers. We're always growing and never standing still. I love the quote by Jarrett Stevens that he said, every step we take is either a step toward God or a step away from God. That's right. And I think that's so good because we need to remind, be reminded that there's nothing neutral in God's kingdom. We, we're not neutral beings. We are either following him or we're falling away from him. And I think that sometimes we just think anything goes. Right. You know, we've been covered by the blood of Christ. We, we're living in grace. It's whatever. It's whatever. I'll do whatever. It's all good. Well, that's not what God's called us to. He's called us to holiness. The scripture says, be holy as I am holy. We're only able to do that. This calling on our life is only possible because of what Jesus did on the cross. There's an expectation on our lives as believers, and um, and we need to take it seriously. Being in his word, I think it's just the number one thing that we can be doing to know what he expects out of us, but also to be able to reconcile and understand the false teachings that are out there. And I think it's just going to get worse. Don't you, Chrissy? Absolutely. I think that our days are going to get more complicated. I think the enemy is going to throw more distractions at us. And that's why I like to focus on the word peace. In verse 14, at the end, make every effort to be found without spot or blemish in his sight, comma, at peace. So Mm. peace is how he wants to find us. We don't need to be wringing our hands, worried about what's going to happen or posting on Instagram our opinion of what's going on in the world. We are to be at peace, Lisa. We are to be a peaceful, godly, holy woman and man at peace. And that's the word that caught my attention in his closing words that I've never noticed before is that we are to be found in peace. And in John 14, 27, Jesus said, peace, I leave with you. So he's already given it to us. We already have it. May peace I give to you, not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. I love how he ended this. I love how we referred back to Paul that, you know, hey, my friend before me, 
the one that we saw all these things together. He's saying the same thing. There is a theme here. We are to have holy conduct and be the women and men that God has called us to be, that he's asked us to be. And when you are sold out for him and you do the things he wants you to do, you're at peace. You don't get all riled up over what's going on in the world or what's being said or how high the gas prices are going to be or I went to the store and couldn't find bread or whatever people get all worried about. We are to be a people of peace. And so I want to be a woman of peace so that when people get all worked up about stuff, I want to be the peaceful one. I want to be the one sitting there in confidence, knowing that I've been in the word, knowing what the word says, knowing that I am trying to live this holy life because he's given me everything I need, right? If we go back to chapter one, he's given us everything we need, which is found by living in the power of the Holy Spirit. And when you do that, you will have peace. We have to focus on Jesus. We have to focus on him because we get focused on ourselves and circumstances and people and things, and we get so distracted so easy. And you and I both know when you're on a mission trip or you are out of this country and you are in a different place, it's a different pace. It's a different lifestyle. And we have served many people that have nothing, that have nothing, and they are at peace. They are not distracted by all the things you and I are distracted about. They don't even know what's going on in the world. And they live this life of peace. So there's something different when you step outside this country. And I want to be found as a woman of peace. I want to be a holy, godly, peaceful woman. So when I put this in a nutshell, that's who I want to be. And that's what I learned about this whole book of Second Peter is I want to be an eyewitness of peace, an eyewitness of a holy life. And that's what I want people to say about me. I think that's good, Chrissy. And that's a great reminder. It doesn't mean we don't speak up, right? Right. But right. we can speak up with the things going on in this world in peace. That's right. We can be clear-headed. We can be calm. We can be loving. We can be kind, but still speak up for truth. That's right. I think that's an important reminder as we look at that. This piece, Jesus did it. Yes, he did. Jesus did it. He spoke truth, but it was also always respectful and kind and peaceful. And we can do that too. It's all the fruit of the Spirit. Yeah, the fruit of the Spirit that we've talked about before. And I would encourage our listeners to go back to Galatians 5 and read that and be reminded of all the things that he's given us. Those are ours. We are to grow them and we are to mature in them. But he gave us those when we decided to follow him and ask him in our heart. And that is a crazy gift. Yeah, that is. It blows my mind every time I go back and read that. And that's where the peace comes from, is knowing Amen. who he is and the truth. Well, what, so what do you think we're going to do next? What book we, what do you want to look at next? Well, I think our listeners ought to tell us what they're interested <laughs> in. Now, I'm going to go on by saying we're not going to do Revelation. Oh, come on. I mean, we can. I'm actually in no, a Bible study right now called We Over Me, and I'm learning a ton. She's going through the letters to the churches. It's a fo- The study is a focus on the churches. So it's very interesting. But gosh, Revelation, whoo. 
It's yeah, a I don't ride. know that I'll, I'm ready for revelation either, no. but but I'd love for our listeners to write in or to put it on our inst- message us on Instagram. Tell us what book you're interested in doing next. I'm telling you, who knew that there was so much power packed in these three little chapters that we just completed. Like when I was preparing for this, I'm like, Lord, your word is just filled with stuff like this. We'll never learn it all. We'll never comprehend it all. But gosh, it's fun just to find all these little golden nuggets that have been sitting there, like the word peace and like the different things that you pointed out. Yeah. That the Lord pointed out to you. It's just so fun. That's why God's word is alive and it meets us where we are. So I was talking to a, a new friend I met the other day, a friend of a friend, and we were having dinner and she said, what are you learning in your Bible study? And I was telling her, she goes, oh, we did that. She said, I've done that twice. She said, the first time I took it, you know, I was at a different place. And the second time it was like, I'd never taken it the first time. And she said, I said, that's because you're, you were a different person the second time you took it. And that's how it is with studying God's word is at one point, it's going to meet us at this particular point in our life. And then we read it again, it's going to meet us at another particular point in our life, or we're just going through a different struggle, or we're at a different place or our maturity level is different, whatever. But that's when God when God says my word is alive, that's because it, it comforts us and it teaches us exactly what we need at this point in our life. That's why I love to do the book studies because I think they're valuable. We can. I love talking about all the other stuff too that we talk about on the Wonder Podcast, but I think the book studies kind of take us back to who we really are as Bible teachers and uh, communicators on God's word and and it's just good for us too in our own personal uh, spiritual growth. So I enjoyed Amen. it. Amen. I love it. I love it. So write in, tell us what you're interested in and we will get to work for you and learn a lot ourselves along the way. That's right. God bless. Thank you so much for joining us today. We truly appreciate it. If you like what you heard and were encouraged, please go over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review because your recommendation for our podcast brings us great joy and it helps others find out about us. And if you are able to help support our podcast ministry, we would absolutely love that. You can go to chrissydunham.org and click the link to the party table. No donation is too small. We are so thankful for you. God bless.